still get still have the energy and the and the um, power to get back to your own box to help uh, defend. And then you've got your eight and a half, ten. Mm. So he's like your creative player. And this is where Leicester have got it perfect because they've got Ndini who's your number six. Yeah. You've got your Tillemans who's number eight and you've got Madison who's your number ten. Yeah, and of course. That is a perfect blend of midfield for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and where Everton, as you say, there they've got who's it? They've got uh, was it used to be obviously Andre Gomez, mm. um, it's Davies, Davies. Um, they've got uh, who else? They got in the midfield. There. Who cares who they got? They're terrible. But it's not on the bench. Um, had, uh, Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson. That's it. So he's your number ten, isn't he? And he's a fairly decent number ten. I yeah. think you'd. I think we'd all agree. Um, I can't. I'm, my name is drawing a blank on the other guy who was in midfield uh, before Gomez, but um, they used to have Garner Gay, didn't they? Yeah, of course. So yeah. last year that was a fairly decent midfield, wasn't it? Garner Gay, Gomez, and uh, Sigurdsson. That's yeah. not. That's a pretty decent. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, whereas Arsenal, where Arsenal went wrong, you had your two sixes really, because Gendouzi's he's not really an eight. He's not really a box to box. No, he's, he's not really. He's, a def- he's very. He's, he's very more defensive minded. And Torreira is your more defensive minded. And then you had Ozil, so you had a bit of a disconnect between your attacking midfield and your defensive midfield. There was yeah. no one to link, which is where Ramsey was perfect. Yeah, because I miss Ramsey. He, 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 uh, 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 I'm not saying this because he was an Arsenal player, but for me, he was the perfect number eight in football. He had in, the football, engine. in football, in football, or just in the Premier League, in football, mate. Wow, uh, it's like he had the engine. I mean, look, he's he, Juventus fans are saying he's their best player. So you mean it can't it can't be a coincidence, you know? So I think I think, that's, I, think I think it's a brave brave shout. I mean, so the top of my head, the point is, he's got an engine on him. He can pass ball. He can dictate play. He'll get forward. He'll get back. He can score goals. He can set up goals. And he's always going to be there 90 minutes week in, week out. I mean, the only problem that Ramsey's got is his injury history. Yeah. That was thing that really thing that held him back. But Leicester have got that perfect too. When you're going back to bringing all back to Everton, with Tom Davies, who's more not quite your six, he's more of a box to box, isn't yeah. he? He's not isn't isn't quite get the I don't think he's quite developed the late runs well, of the in, box. It, well, there. In, in the youth team, he was Doing a lot of that work, yeah. like like really getting forward. So it was a, it was early on in the season when he started. And he started in defensive midfield position. I was thinking, what are Everton? Yeah, uh, yeah. which is a, 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 <laughs> it's a, a reg- regular occurrence on this show. But uh, anyway, so they started off with that with Sigurdsson, and it actually, as you saw, Everton were quite well balanced to start off with because yeah, they, they, they were causing good. Leicester problems. They had they had protection in the back. Yeah, and then obviously with your three, because you have Yerry Minus, I still think is a liability mm. waiting to happen. But you had your two other centre halves there to sort of cover for him. Um, it it was working out well, and they caused Leicester a lot of frustration. Yeah, um, they did, and they they could have um, they could have actually won the game towards the end with Mason Holgate, but it was it was an equaliser in the end from uh, from Jamie Vardy, mm. and then right at the death, this is where. VAR comes in a little bit yeah. with for me I didn't think I didn't think it was offside in the first place but no. what I don't like is the fact the flag went up and the whistle gone is it, is it the back of the net it's that whole Aubameyang yeah. United thing I again, don't think it? it should be allowed to happen because the referee is already if anything the assistant referee should just wait just wait 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 and let I thought VAR that's what they were told to, I thought they were told to do that it was such a tight decision as well for, for Iniacho who Iniacho showed his Man City form when he came on yesterday, because 
he has not been able to, to, well, to light up yet so far for our Leicester. But he, I thought he's he was been there a few incredible. seasons as well. Yeah, he's about two, three seasons now. So yeah. like, it's he it, it should he should be doing better. But that means that Leicester now are the, the the front runners, so to speak, behind Liverpool. Liverpool, who played on Saturday in a two-one win uh, at home to Brighton. Liverpool once again conceding. <sighs> I was having a uh, I was having a bit of a uh, debate. I wouldn't call it a heated argument with Martin, but I was having a debate with him about Liverpool because I was saying, yeah, they're 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 definitely uh, going to win the league. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're going to win the league. Yeah. However, their form has very has been patchy. Okay, yes, they've been winning still and drawing. It just it's reminds not their me form. It's more their more their performances. Performances, yeah. So um, it reminds me very much. You know, when Arsenal went unbeaten that twenty two and match unbeaten run last year, we were going unbeaten. But my God, some of those games we were really lucky to come out with yeah. uh, without uh, without something uh, without a loss basically. And is... I feel Liverpool are very much trending. I, I'd imagine just 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 based off like my eye the eye test and underlying mm. I'd imagine the underlying stats would say that Liverpool are coming in for a little bit of a regression soon whether that will be a, a, a case of a couple of games whether it will happen over the Club World Cup they yeah, might happen there uh, which could be the best thing for Liverpool is that they can get their bad form out of the way in that Club World Cup where it doesn't probably I know that it's a trophy and everything is prestige but I can imagine Liverpool fans are not thinking oh, not really oh I think I think beg to differ you, you know reckon? coming back like at Christmas time, with a big gold badge on your shirt saying "Club World Champions," I think they, I think they'll want it. I really think they'll want it. Um, but I don't understand how they allowed Brighton to get back into the game, like because they should have put that could have been four, five, six beforehand, and they allowed Brighton to 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 play. Um, the way they got their goal back was from a handball by Allison outside the box. Like it was a long ball over to Trussart. And he tried to lob it over the keeper. Alisson bats it out of the way. It's, it's, it's a clear red card, it's obvious. Yeah. But the, the, the free kick itself from Lewis Dunk was really soft. You know, the referee blew the whistle. He allowed the, the, the game to, to start or to restart quickly. And it, he just passed it from like 20 yards out into the bottom corner. And I just think, one, that's poor organisation from... Liverpool's defence again, which they have been suspect for, despite a potential Ballon d'Or winner being in the back four as well. And then, not just that, what is the keeper doing? Why is why is he not lined up already? I know, but there's another thing you can say is, oh, you just come on. But Do you know what that reminded me of? Do you remember when Henri did that against <clears> Chelsea <throat> uh, in Mourinho's first season? Mm. Um, that really good game where it was, I think it was 2-2. Uh, and Henri scored that free kick where he literally, where Czech, I think, was trying to organise his ball and then Henri just cut, turned to referee and went, can I take it now? And he was like, referee's like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, and he, bam, he st- stuck it in bottom corner, sort of passed it in. Very similar, very similar situation that with Lewis Dunk, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was. And it, Dunk, I, th- I think you've got, I think you've got to give credit to him. I mean, you wouldn't expect a centre-half to have that kind of quick, quick thinking... There. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I don't know whether that's I, 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 being a bit too. I, I just, I just think Liverpool really need to sort their their self up yeah. defensively because uh, they, it, there will be a time this season where we'll catch them out, and yeah. there will be a time when they're pretty much on the brink of the title. I think, and it will get nervy, and it will be that season all mm-hmm. over again when they, um, well, when they threw the league away, which was theirs to have. Van Dijk, two solid headers, both from Trent deliveries. Trent is only what 38 40 assists behind Paul Scholes. 
<laughs> Not I bad saw, for a 21-year-old. I, 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 saw, I saw this stat. I mean, I don't know what they were trying to imply with this. Are they trying to... Imp- the guy who posted it, is he trying to imply that Trent Alexander-Arnold is miles better than Paul Scholes? What, what, what was the purpose I think, of I think it was just, uh, just letting you know because, what the stats are. It's a bit, a bit similar because to two weeks I, I, ago I, I, when they were I, I, talking about Lukaku. Yeah. He scored uh, the same number of goals in the same amount of games as... Original Ronaldo and everyone like everyone's mind are blown. It's like yeah. no, we're not trying to say that Lukaku is as good or better than Ronaldo. Ronaldo is the best number nine of all time, in my opinion. But then, is st- is st- you still have to be there to score the goals? And yeah. if you score the goals in that amount of games, you should get a better rec- a bit of recognition. And, yes, and yeah. No, if that case, that I understand that. But I feel like when I saw that he the the person who was releasing that information was trying to imply that Trent Alexander-Arnold was twice the player that Paul Scholes would ever be. And I I would kind of question the motives behind said tweet. Now, don't get me wrong, Trent Alexander-Arnold is fantastic going forward. It's it's, it's clear, I don't know if he is, because he's very suspect defensively. Who's better right back in world football right now? (laughs) Well... You have to think about it, there you go. um, Problem is, world football is not, not. I'm trying to think of the world players' football. So, off the top of my head, I would be saying that um, Kimmich is certainly up there for Germany. Yeah. Cancelo. Cancelo. I know he's playing at City, but he's certainly definitely uh, one of the best players in the world. I, I would say that um, Wambasaka is certainly. Uh, he, whereas Trent Alexander was going forward, Wambasaka has gotten definitely beat defensively. Mm. Um, maybe Alexander Arnold can develop like Ashley Cole did. So, because remember when Ashley Cole first broke in, he was great going forward, wasn't he? And everyone had that. Uh, he said he was a bit suspicious at the back, and that turned out that uh, he worked on it, and he actually turned out to be the best left back. Argu- in the world. Arguably, the best left back of all time is in the top well, three. Well, certainly, in certainly up there. Um, maybe Trent Alexander Arnold can do that because I know didn't he didn't he come through Liverpool as a. As a midfield player, which explains why his dead set yeah. pieces and his delivery is actually yeah, good. and a lot of people are saying that he should be in a more midfield position. Um, so yeah, Liverpool cruising away; they're eleven points ahead of of Man City, who squandered a lead twice against Newcastle away in the early kickoff, and that's why you should never bet on the early game. Once again, gamble responsibly. <laughs> um, a little bit of luck with the first goal, um, a couple of deflections, nice little link-up play between da- uh, David Silva. And with Raheem Sterling, and Sterling finished it very, very nicely. I just want to go back a second. There is a comment here from John Bennett. John Bennett, thanks for watching. Um, attacking players in the wall for Brighton goal. Goal shouldn't have stood. Um, the, the off, off the top of my head, when I go back to look at it, I don't think they were actually in the wall. There was, there's meant to be a yard between them when it happens. Um, the goal should have stood, uh, in my opinion, uh, and Liverpool need to sort themselves out defensively. But yeah, going back to uh, going back to the Newcastle uh, Manchester City game. Yeah, Sterling's goal very nice, but then Jetro Williams like he only scores bangers and he only scores against big clubs. That's, yeah. that, that's what that's, he does. Yeah. and that was Almiron's first assist as well. <sighs> it's about time he did something. I feel for him, man. He, he puts a lot of effort in. But, yeah, but it's not enough. Yeah, but that's, in, in that's the position I mean, that is in. In the Premier League, okay, that effort, effort, as uh, Chrissy Wilder says, should be a given. It shouldn't be something to praise a player for. Mm. Um, you we'll know, talk about Sheffield United in a bit. It, as well. it, it, it's uh, it, it's a case of have you got the quality to go along with it, and I don't think he. I mean, 
again just shows you the probably the limited quality of the MLS because he was a star in the MLS. Oh he? yeah, a major star. Yeah, yeah. it's easily um, MVP as the Americans call him. Yeah. Um, De Bruyne thought he won it, and if yeah. he did, what a strike to win yeah. it with Tony Abou eat your heart oh, out. Oh, 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 that was lovely. Absolute slap. But then another slap <laughs> was from uh, from John Joe Shelby, who clearly has a bit of Liverpool left in his jeans because he felt good scoring his that first goal. home goal since two thousand fifteen. Apparently, yeah, first first goal at St James's Park for Newcastle. Mm. Not 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 something to write home about. But it was uh, Atsu's cross um, who, who who got it, and it was it was absolute pearl. By the way, right, Fernandinho. I don't know what he has over referees. How he never gets more red cards every week because that was he was on a yellow, and the foul that it was definitely another yellow card there, yeah. and the referee just gave him a warning. I don't know, I don't I don't know how he gets away with it. It's <laughs> it's it's one of the myths, many myths in football, and I think that would be on the front page. Of myths as to yeah. how he doesn't get any more. I think baffling. Only, yeah, I think he's only had like one red card for City or something like that. Baffling. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, managerial crises. Let's go back to managerial crises. Um, crises. Um, Southampton two, Watford one. Both managers under a lot of pressure. Mm. Hazen, who all looks like he's going to be out of work pretty soon if he doesn't start turning form around, but somehow he got a win against um, currently managerless. Watford, Watford, they're, they're going down this year, aren't they? Yeah, well, we, we've been saying it since, what, the first couple of games of the season. Yeah, I'm worried that they're going to get Chris Hutton in as a gaffer, though, because if they do, it's going to make me want to like them, and I don't <laughs> like Watford anymore. Like, I just don't have a, I don't really like, I, like, I like their hospitality, they do nice food, you know, and Sue, who works in, in the media centre, she's a lovely, lovely lady, she always looks after me when I'm down there, but as, as, a, as, a, as, as a team watching them play, it's just not for me. Um, it's nice to see Saar get on the on the on the score sheet. Very nice finish as well. I thought. I think Saar is way too good for for Watford. Saw him a lot in the French league last year. Spoke about him a lot of times on this show as well for his time at Rennes. How he terrorised Arsenal. But uh, but yeah, he's um is a good long player. Is is a good player. Very very quick. But um but yeah, uh, long long drew a couple of saves from Foster. But other than that, it weren't it weren't the greatest spectacle no, until no, no, I mean, until Southampton brought one back. That was the that was a Saturday night kickoff game, and you're like, mm, that was a great choice there, Scott. Well, oh no, I think it is because it was a six pointer. I think that's why you know you've got to give the little clubs a bit of love too. Well, okay, yeah, uh, I understand that from that point of view, but um, that is a dig at Southampton. <laughs> but if you're going to use show it on Sky, stick it on like a Sunday. Early kickoff game. No, because like because you, know? no. you want you you want your box box office game of the weekend to be your Saturday night game. Well, true, because like next week it's the Manchester derby. But you know yeah. these clubs they do need a lot of love as well. Um, Gineppo jinks through and finds Ings uh, to make it one each. But apparent handball and VAR I'm, have admitted that they've got that one wrong. I'm, and I'm I, I could have watched that ten times over. I would never have thought. Oh yeah. There was a handball in that, but as he's got through his man, the ball sort of like skipped up and just grazed his arm. It's not intentional, but they say if it's benefiting the attacker, they've got to bring it back, this, that and the other. And um, yeah, um, Kapua, he takes down Hoybjerg on the edge of the box and, and JWP loves a free kick. So no keeper saving that. And I thought it was a deserved win in the end. Yeah, yeah. Southampton, they're going to be the... 
definitely fighting, struggling with other teams around for the last relegation spot. I'm I'm a bit surprised because I I I've rated Hassan Hootel a little bit as a well, manager. I do rate Hassan Hootel, but you've got to look at the tools that he's been um, given. Yeah. Look at what he had at Leipzig and look what he's got here. Now that is not the same. Yeah, um, definitely there is a talent level there. However, there is also a reason why he left Leipzig, isn't there? I mean, I mean, was it not? It was kind of growing stale there. Mm. But is that the nature of football nowadays? That managers can't be in a, in a position any longer than what? Three, yeah, four years. Max at the moment for some clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Max. Um, another team that I've got the um, the managerial crisis is Arsenal. Uh, Norwich 2, Arsenal 2. Um, I don't know where to begin with that in terms of Arsenal's performance, but I want to say Norwich played their absolute skins out. The, the problem is with Norwich, right, is I would question the players' mentality because they seem to be able to get for the big games, no problem at all. They turned over City. Mm-hmm. I know they lost to Liverpool, but they seemingly put a pretty decent performance against them. It and wasn't a 4-1 game. No, it wasn't. And, and they put in a very good performance against us. So where are they when they play Villa and the other teams around them and they get smashed by them? Yeah, because to lose 5-1 at home to, to Aston Villa, exactly. who they came up with. Exactly. Well, I so. mean... It's all well and good putting in your performances against big sides, but you need to do that against teams around you because that's when that's what's going to keep you in the Premier League, isn't mm. it? And so you've got to, I've got to question the players' mentality and even the manager's mentality. What is he not doing on these other games that he's doing for the big games? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very very intriguing. So yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. Norwich played really well. Um, it was one of those games which could have gone either way, and it looked very much like Arsenal under. Wenger <laughs> in the last in the last years of Wenger yeah. than it did look like Arsenal under Emery because Arsenal were more attacking they had more shots on goal they yeah. created more chances but my god were they I think wide open of, they weren't really conceding as many as shots, many shots as but well they were, which is good oh. but the issue was and I, I moaned about it literally I said to my missus like she she popped out at half time I went outside I had, I had a little breather to myself and I turned around to my missus and I said I don't understand what Arsenal were doing because what they'll do when they're when when the opposition's attacking, they they sprint all the way back, good. They turn and face their goal side, good. But then they stand there. Yeah. They don't put a they foot don't in. They, they don't engage. No, they, they don't. Do they don't engage, try yeah. and close anyone down or anything like that. And every single club, you you go to the race course or Hackney Marshes or you know St Andrews Park and you'll see defenders su- like Sunday morning defenders putting pressure on an attacker and Arsenal aren't doing that so that that will always baffle because, me and here's the thing if, you, if you're not going to put pressure on the opposition strike force then you have to be really tight really compact mm. Arsenal are not tight no they're compact. not especially so, when you've got Mustafi and David Luiz yeah, uh, so Freddie is a he's a legend he's an Arsenal legend right ranked 11th best player in Arsenal's history he's not he's definitely not the answer 100% not the answer right? he's just going to be there it's a caretaker role Arsenal need to get in a proper manager quickly and it, from from everything that I've read about this right mm-hmm. they were not prepared for uh, sacking Emery uh, because uh, there were so many different rumours out there on yeah. which manager is going to take over that 
it's almost as if they've just gone, oh no, it's not going, it's not working out. We need to sack him because we can't let it go on. But oh no, we've sacked him now. We haven't got a uh, we haven't got a plan B. We haven't got we haven't got a, a succession plan in place. Whereas Spurs, obviously, they were like, right, it's not working out with Levy. Uh, it's not working out with Levy. It's not working out with Pochettino. Or we don't think it's working out with Pochettino. What do we want to do? Are we now wanting to win trophies? Yes. Who's the best manager who can win his trophies? That we think Mourinho. Boom. There you go. Yeah. That's our succession. Whereas Arsenal, it's clear that the thing that they thought that Emery was the right guy to take him forward, mm-hmm. and they thought that they could ride him through to the end of the season. But what I'm going to ask them is, what did they see at the end of last season that gave them the idea that Emery was the right man to take him forward? Yeah, I agree. Because it it, it shouldn't have ever got to this stage. Emery should have been shown the door during the summer. Should never have got. The it was, job should never have got the, the job in the first place. place. So, they've, but they've doubled down then on their appointment, and now that they've sacked him, they haven't got a succession in place. So it's just frustrating. It's as an frustrating because it, it, there is no clear direction from the top, or as certainly as it seems at the moment, and that that's what that's what's going to drive the club forward because you need to you need to have a you need to have an idea of where your club's going because then you can hire the right manager in. Yeah. Spurs have done that with Mourinho because they're like we're in win now we need to win trophies he's the right guy that we believe for that job mm. so we're going to give him that uh, we're going to give him the position. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's a very perplexed Alex Osborne. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I don't, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to turn <laughs> this into the Arsenal uh, <laughs> podcast because I can literally talk about this. Yeah. For... I don't want to be associated yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, Timmy Pokey <laughs> did score his first Premier League goal in seven games. So is he back? Who knows? We'll find out. Right. Um, and then there, is, there was a penalty given. Zimmerman's handball. Um, Aubameyang missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the keeper saved it to cruel, and then it was retaken. Yeah, uh, because of encroachment. Now those players from both teams that are encroaching. The difference was is that the person who encroached from Norwich was the person who cleared the ball. So VAR I also pulled it back. I also thought it was because Tim Krull was not on his line when the ball ball was taken. I thought you had to have at least one foot to, on the line. But both yeah. uh, when he was when the ball was when you see the it was uh, ball was frozen or the when the moment the ball was uh, being hit by Aubameyang both his feet was off the line so I thought that was another reason why yeah, they, they, they went they went with the encroachment reason uh, for it um, and Manchester United fans will feel slightly aggrieved by that because the same sort of thing happened when they played against Norwich at Carrow Road as well incidentally yeah I mean it's by the letter of the law it's should have been retaken as it should have been but it's one of those where you're if it's against you you're like oh. yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one to it say. It is, isn't it? Uh, Todd Cantwell, my boy, I do like him. He bagged just before half-time. It was a lovely finish. It was a lovely, lovely finish. Shouldn't have been allowed to happen, though, in my opinion, but there you go. <laughs> um, that, so it was 2-1 at half-time, and um, Arsenal just couldn't really get going. But then they did score from a corner, um, which was, which was, I can't remember if it was flicked or bounced over, to Aubameyang, and he, he started at home. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um, it was a, a very good point for, for Norwich, and I think they might feel a grip that they didn't get all three points, but Southampton last week, and another disappointing Arsenal game. Arsenal also only lost three games in the Premier League, though. Yeah, they've, they've, but they've just drawn too many. Drawn too many, and they've still got a negative goal difference. I can't remember the last time when Arsenal had a negative goal difference. Uh, season 94, 95. Uh, anyway, um, that's, that was last season before many years, but then um, Tottenham came out than Arsenal. Uh, anyway, um, Manchester United, they're going through a little bit of a tough spell. They're, they're, they're struggling. They they went 1-0 down to an absolute wonder strike oh. from from Jack Grealish. Oh. Oh. He, England? It, he's def- he, he, he should be in Southgate's plans. If he's not, 
then Southgate's even bigger fraud than I th- already think he is. <laughs> so. England are actually favourites to win Euro 2020. <laughs> bit brave, isn't it? Bit brave. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, but is that is that favourites with English bookies? If he went to like an Italian bookies, would the Italians be the favourites? Oh, I'm going there? to Italy, Italy, Switzerland. Uh, That's the game I'm going to in the Euros next year. My, my, mine's going to England, Croatia. Oh, there you go. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, so... I, I think he should be in the England reckoning, but then you look at the rhythm midfielders and especially ones that play in his position. Deli Ali's starting to show a bit of form. I know it's only been a couple of games since uh, Mourinho's taken back over. We'll talk about Deli Ali in a moment because we've got I've got a lot of praise to give him. Um, and you've got a lot of Madison, you know, is a, is a Mount still is a, a late bloomer in another player. I don't know, like a Cantwell that might be able to come through towards the end of the season or Harry Barnes, Harvey Barnes even. Mm. You know, so there's a couple of options going on. Uh, Manchester United did equalise. Uh, a lot of people are annoyed by the goal scorer markets on that as well because it went down as Rashford but it's actually an Oggy uh, from from Tom Heaton. Then they took the lead with uh, Victor Lindelof to make it 2-1. You think, oh, this is fine. We turned it over. Man United, let's run with it. But then uh, Tyrone Mings was able to get the goal. A bit of VAR controversy on that as well. Took away the shine of his first ever uh, Premier League goal. But I, I think it's a deserved result. Yeah, yeah. Um, Villa are another side, aren't they? But they, they've got um, that three in midfield, which have got a nice blend. Yeah. We talk about Grealish being your more creative attacking player yeah. who can still actually get around the pitch because he's got... That's he's got what a lot I, of energy. That's what I like about Grealish is that he's probably got over your other players that you mentioned, Madison and Mount, whereas Madison and Mount are more your final third players. Yeah. Grealish can be your final third player, but he still has the energy to get in around. From the games I've seen Villa play, he's been all over the place. Yeah. Um, and in a positive way, in, yeah, in a positive, yeah. <laughs> covered a lot of ground. <laughs> it, it covers a lot of ground. That, that's what, yeah. Um, and obviously, we've got your boy who we both love him, John McGinn. Oh, I love John McGinn. Um, and Conor um, as well. Uh, yeah, uh, who's your more defensive player? Yeah, uh, but uh, Villa have got a very good midfield there with those three, which uh, kind of belies the fact that they're quite low down on the table. Which says to me, obviously, the rest of their team is not. I think with with Villa, it's more a case of mentality because they've played a lot of games where they've been leading going into the last 10-15 minutes and then uh, have either drawn or or lost. So if you turn those games around, they're able just to hold it out, just close it out in the last 10-15 minutes, they'll be a lot higher up in the table but the table is it's quite not compact, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not telling the truth as to where, where teams really are at the moment. Um, Last of Sunday's games was Wolves 1, Sheffield United 1. Sheffield United, least we set again. Like, 61 seconds. We were talking We were talking about this last week, weren't we? I was, uh, <coughs> I'm sure we were talking about this, about how he wasn't doing anything at Bournemouth. Yeah, terrible. Um, and he, since he's gone to Sheffield United, he's taken off. Now, Everyone was like, weirded out by the fact that he signed it for so yeah, much money. And um, it's just been, it's been a revelation for him. So him. again, does that reflect on the manager's? Uh, you know, you know, you, you, you know, I'm a big fan of Chrissy Wilder. We are indeed. Um, what does it say about Eddie Howe? He wasn't able to get a tune out, and not only that, he, Eddie Howe wasn't able to get a tune out of Tyrone Mings. And look at Tyrone Mings now. Very so, true. Very true. Again, so I, I, is Eddie Howe then the right type of manager to go forward to a big club? Maybe I don't think he is. I, I, I think he's. I think he's. Are the nation's darling? He, he could think. be. I think he's one of those managers where. He'll do well at Bournemouth for like five. You remember, like, remember like Alan Kerbishley at Charlton. Yeah, he did. He kept Charlton in the Premier League for what 
five, six seasons. Well, he but, did more than that. He, almost, he got, did he get to Europe? I, I, I don't or think just, so. Just, it, just, it, just it, was, it was, yeah, it was always like, uh, it was like Bournemouth. Like, he was finishing ninth, eighth, yeah. tenth. 11th, that sort of area, and he was doing it for five, six years, and then was like, oh, yeah, he's a good manager, he's doing all right. But then when you look closely at it, more closely, it was like, well, they never progressed. And yeah. eventually, when you don't progress, you're going to yeah, drop. Yeah, it's going to stagnate, other, isn't Yeah, because other teams are going to overtake. And I've got a feeling that Eddie Howe might, that might happen to Eddie, Eddie yeah, Howe. Yeah, well, I hope it doesn't. No, I hope it doesn't yeah. as well, but I've just got a feeling it's a very, very similar situation. Yeah. Uh, Matt Doherty scored the equaliser and, and, and the Wolves players were all wearing black armbands. Um, and it's in memory of Benica Fobe's young daughter who passed away at the, um, just before the weekend. Um, so thoughts to the Fobe family. But that goal meant a lot to him. Mm. And um, yeah, I was really, really happy that he got in the score sheet. But yeah, if I'm honest, I, I didn't really enjoy that game. Um, another game which I didn't enjoy before we talk about some meteor enjoyable games um, was Burnley nil Crystal Palace two. I really didn't enjoy that as a spectacle. It was. That, I'm glad that was a three o'clock. It's it's game. Two, it's it's two it's two teams who don't play very attractive football, who was settled by a bit of genius by the best player in the in on the park. Yeah, I mean, like Jordan, I oh. <laughs> 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 uh, well, John and I did actually think um, that he that he got the opener after PVA in the in the in the build up, sticking things together. I started that one off Stephen Cotton, um, and um, yeah, then Zaha did get the opener uh, to make it one nil. Um, poor goalkeeping by Nick Pope, and it's annoying because you don't like him. And I've been I've, I've been talking him up. I like I, I really like Nick Pope, but both goals. He was at fault for. He ended up getting beaten at his near post on, on both both occasions. Second one by Jeff Schlupp, who came on uh, not long after half time. But that once again, the, the, the table doesn't tell the whole story because that propels uh, Palace up into an area where they could be a little bit, uh, a bit of a nosebleed. Um, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really deflect that. Um, Two more games, um, and then there's a, a kind of chats that I, that, I, that I fancy. Um, so yeah, um, Chelsea nil, West Ham one. Now that was a shocking result of the weekend. It's probably the most shocking result of the weekend, mm. even more so than the Newcastle Man City game. And the reason I would say that is because West Ham haven't won at Stamford Bridge for 17 years. Well, September 2002, the last time they got a victory there. Going into game, Pellegrini was under a bit of pressure as well, wasn't he? Another manager under yeah. a lot of pressure. So, yeah, he needed to get a result out of this, and he did. I mean, like, the actual goal itself for him from Cresswell was pretty impressive, you know, running down the left wing, cuts it inside with his right foot and slots it in the bottom corner. Mm. Bam. Um, Chelsea, they were missing a couple of players at the weekend. Um, they're still a little bit confused as to what they're meant to be doing at the back. You know, what's going to happen when Rudiger comes well, in? You know, is Reese James going to be the answer playing right back? I quite like that Reese James. I think he looks very promising. He's a tank as well. He, isn't he? That's it. He's, 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 for a young lad, he's, he's like Rooney, isn't he? When Rooney was coming through, yeah. he, was, he was more physically developed than other, than other players of a, of a similar age. So he certainly got that going for him and he looks like he's got a bit of an ability uh, about him. But I think what, what Chelsea are finding out is, and this is what I remember Arsenal going through this back uh, sort of the late 2000s when we went down the option, down the route of 
give Project Youth a go. Yeah. Uh, albeit it wasn't our own youth, it was like, oh, we'll just get the youth from everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're finding out that players, you can go through rich veins of form with them and then you can have the drop-offs. Yeah. Uh, which then will cause an inconsistent results like you have done against West Ham. Okay, they lost and against the, and, City. And also um, um, during the week uh, against Valencia. Yeah. They were able to get a victory. So, they're, they're, I mean, what's that? Is, that? is that three games now they haven't lost? They haven't they, won they, in they, the last three in all competitions. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you, do, you do find that you do get results like this when you go... But as long as they... Don't get on Frank Lampard's back, and this they is the still... thing I was going to ask. Do you feel that that could add pressure to Frank Lampard at the moment? No, no. I, I, Allegri, I hope Allegri waiting. I, I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't because it's been a fr- uh, and I, I I hate to admit this because I've always been a not a big fan of Ch- I, I like I like to pride myself of being someone, even though I, I, I quite happily admit I'm an Arsenal fan. Mm. Uh, but I will be able to admit when a better when there's been a better team than them, yeah. and I can appreciate other clubs what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve, and you know I appreciate football full stop. Yeah. Chelsea always rubbed me up the wrong way because they I always felt that they were just. <sighs> They were jammy in the nineties, and then they got money in the early two thousands. Yeah, but and they, they ran they, away with stuff. But they'd also had this incredible youth team and youth setup that was dominating youth football, mm-hmm. and they were not. None of them were seeing the light of day because they would go out and spend sixty million pounds on a player who was, you know, if they'd just given their players a little bit of time. Uh, who would have been just as good? Well, there's a, cl- um, a perfect example of that actually. Um, 2015 16 season, Monaco won the French League, which was a shock, which uh, Emery couldn't win uh, in his first year. Great I manager. Sh- great manager. red flags, yeah. yeah. Monaco played with two holding midfielders, uh, two, two midfielders. There's Timu Bakayoko and Fabinho. Mm. And they bought the wrong guy, in my opinion. They yeah. should have got Fabinho. And everyone was all over Europe was singing Fabinho's praises how good he was he could play as a, as, a, as a defensive midfielder or he could play right back as well they bought Bakayoko for £40 million but they had a, a ready-made person, a version of him already in Nathaniel Shalabar and he's now unfortunately had to go through a few injuries he's at Watford he needs to leave Watford ASAP and get fit and get back into the England side because He's a bloody good central uh, central midfielder. He could do everything that you want in the, in the middle of the park. But they had him there, and they sold him for five million. And they went and bought Bakayoko, who had one good season, and was really and truly unproven. Well, and he was, and as it proved, it kind of like propped up by Fabinho, wasn't he? Yeah. Because when it then came to the spotlight where he wasn't there, and Chelsea didn't, they didn't have Kante, did they? There to because he he was at Leicester, Kante. Yeah. Bakayoko stunk out the joint, didn't he? Um, so that, that's what I mean by why I didn't dislike Chelsea because they weren't prepared to... And now whether that's because Abramovich was like, right, we've always got to be winning now, we've got to win now. And his way of winning now was, right, I've got to go out and try and just buy the best players that I think mm-hmm. was possible. Where, as I say, they had this incredible youth team of one. I don't know. I don't know. I think in the last couple of years, I think City has, has kind of caught up. Yeah, I think, Ar- up. I think Arsenal have kind of caught up a little bit as well. Um, but before, prior to that, so from the last lot, like, over the last like, like seven, seven, eight, eight years, years, yeah, they've been, in the, been in the two thousand and tens, yeah. basically, they've been winning Chelsea's youth. They've been winning leagues. They've been winning the FA Cups. European. They've been doing well in the European stages as well. And when you look at the players that are coming through, it's understandable why. Mm. Um, and they weren't giving them a chance. So 
uh, going back to the original point we were going about Lampard being under mm. pressure, I hope that they don't um, do that because uh, it, he is doing not only Chelsea Football Club uh, a great service by bringing these youngsters through, mm. but he's doing England a great service yeah, as well. Is, yeah. Because it's they're four, get, there's four players. Yeah, four players. Yeah, so Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, um, Tamore, yeah. Tamore, sorry, is it Tamore? Yeah, yeah. and Barkley. Barkley uh, and uh, Rhys James, obviously. Rhys James will be coming through. As well. So he's... Uh, and of, oh, how can we forget our boy, Hudson Adoy as well? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope... And I, I've got a feeling, uh, and following a few Chelsea fans, or certainly the Chelsea fans I know, he's quite happy with how they're doing things. So I hope mm. that's the, the overall sense of feeling amongst Chelsea fans that they're actually going to stick along and go for it for a ride. And I think they will do, because especially when it comes to youngsters and youngsters you've produced on your own, you've got that certain attachment with them as a the club because yeah, of course. you can see that it means them more, both the fans and the players. Involved, oh, definitely. They so want to I, sing like they're one of our own. Exactly. Sort of and Frank, with Frank Lampard being a Chelsea legend as well, it, it just ties into it all nicely. So I just, I just hope that they don't, yeah. Press the panic button. I want it and, to work for football. Yeah, exactly. And it, you can you can see, okay, they've got a few teething problems, but just from the eye test, Chelsea, whereas with Arsenal, it did you when you watched the eye test under Emery, it just never looked right, did it? It no. never looked right. But with Chelsea, it looks a hell of a lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, it's, it's actually quite nice. It's a shame. But um, there is one, one... Well, let's talk about the manager. No, let's talk about player-wise, first of all, for West Ham. Dave Martin, uh, he's, 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 he made his debut in the Premier League at 33 and kept a clean sheet. And he had his old man, Alvin Martin, a West Ham legend, mm. in the stand there for him as well. Very touching moment in football. Yep, yep. Um, I didn't <laughs> didn't realise he was as old as 33. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, fair play to him making the, making his West Ham debut. And, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that's happened too often where uh, a father and then the sons played for the same club. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Well, I can't think of many um, situations. Because I know over here. Um, well, like, I suppose Casper, Casper, He's played for City, didn't got, he? When he's played for City, got, but got, got Maldini. Maldini. Uh, yeah, Maldini's um, kid. He's he coming. Th- he's coming through. What AC? Uh, uh, AC. Yeah. Oh, okay. And if he does make it good and proper, he's going to be the only person that's allowed to have the number three jersey mm. as well, which I quite like. That mm. I, I'm a big yeah. believer in retiring jerseys. Um, Shirts, shirts. We we talk about football, NFL. It's a, it's a football shirt. Um, Pellegrini has that sort of taken a bit of pressure off him now, or what? what what's 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 gonna what's gonna happen, Pellegrini? Um, what do West Ham want? That's it. Well, that, that, what what you could? I suppose you could say what are Everton with what are West Ham? Yeah. Uh, are they? Are they just a club just happy to survive in the Premier League? And if so, then Pellegrini for me shouldn't really be under threat because he's mm. doing what he's uh, he's doing what he's asked to do. Or are they got aspirations to get into Europe? In which case, then yeah, maybe he should be looked more closely at. Yeah. Because you can't go through runs of form like they have done recently up until this game. Yeah. Where you don't win games and you look disorganized and the players disinterested. Yeah. They also you know? didn't start with Haller. This week, yeah, I mean, he, he, we we love him, yeah, but he ha- he he hasn't scored. He hasn't he hasn't he hasn't scored too many goals either. No, he's, I think only, he's only got four goals, four or five. In, yeah, in so you know, it, it can all it's all well and good in being a bit of a uh, tank in a unit and looks like he's got good feet. But if you're not scoring goals and you're a striker, then you can't complain about being uh, dropped, can you? Yeah, 
No, I, I, I agree with that. Um, the thing is, they haven't really got that many no, options. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the issue. The amount of players that have been signed, strikers that have been signed by West Ham and none of them are scoring. Right. It's, it's, Met- it's something that needs to be really, like, really needs to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, one player I did call out last week. He actually had a good game this week. Felipe Anderson. No, it was him who, who found. <laughs> it, was, it was him who. I'm doing the cotton. Uh, it was him. It was him who found Cresswell, which uh, which was which was quite nice. Did like that. Um, and to me, uh, Mikel Antonio thought he scored to make it two nil. Um, we've all that for VAR handball. I don't think he knew much about it, but. Again, it was right that, it's that it's that law, isn't it? When the attacking player benefits yeah. from it, then yeah. And then that's why I think Watford fans will feel aggrieved with Gineppo, but I don't think anyone knew that it was handball beforehand. And that's that's what that's what I was sort of getting it's at before. Consistency. Yeah, consistency. That favourable word in refereeing world. <laughs> um, final game. Tottenham 3, Bournemouth 2. So that's another victory for Jose Mourinho. They've mm-hmm. conceded again, though. That's the thing. They scored eleven goals in their three games. What they've played so far, which is nice, but it's the frailties at the back. But let's talk about some positives of, of Tottenham first, which is funny from two Arsenal fans. Um, Deli Ali. Cool. Yeah. So talk to me about Deli Ali then. Deli Ali looks like he's had a right kick up the backside, and Mourinho has said, "Right, who are you? Are you playing?" Do you want to play for this club? And I really think that's what sort of happened because Mourinho can be very ruthless. If you're not performing, you're gone. See you later. But all three games that he's played under Mourinho, he looks like the Deli Alley of three, four seasons ago where he's got that free roll in behind, you know, is is finding passes, is scoring goals. He looks, as I said, like the original Deli Alley and this form will walk him straight back into the England Oh, yeah, 100% it will get him back in the England squad. Um, <laughs> seems, to be, seems to me that whenever Mourinho goes to an English club and there's got a prominent English players, they always do well under him. He seems to... He seems to... Um, <laughs> he, 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 he seems to be able to get a tune out of English players or there's something about him that English players like that make them perform better because I think mm. Harry Kane's I know he didn't score in this game did he? oh yeah he did didn't he Harry Kane did score in this yeah, game yeah he did yeah. so uh, Harry Kane's kind of found a scoring touch a little bit again um, as well so uh, when you think of him when he went to Chelsea who was the main beneficiary no, no he didn't score no Sissoko Sissoko yeah, yeah sorry Sissoko bagged so, yeah. Um, yeah he scored um, a couple last week yeah he did didn't he yeah so um, uh, but when you think when he went to, first went to Chelsea who was the main beneficiaries Frank Lampard and mm. John Terry. Yeah, and then course. Joe Cole also had a rich form oh, under Joe Cole, under Joe Cole at well. Chelsea was unplayable. And Ash, obviously Ashley Cole as well when he yeah, joined. When yeah, he joined. So, obviously Mourinho, he, he understands English football. He understands uh, how English players think. Um, it's just, uh, it's a case of, do have other managers wised up to how Mourinho teams play? Because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> have have other clubs wised up to how Mourinho teams play because I mean Bournemouth I know they these goals they didn't find it particularly hard to score no and uh, this is what happened in midweek as well um, with Olympiacos Olympiacos and then the week, the week before, before against West Ham, West Ham. it's uh, up, uh, have teams found out how to play against Mourinho's defensive 
setup. Well, take take out the Olympiacos game, the two league games, they've gone steaming ahead and they're fine. Is it a mentality thing as the game goes on? Can they not keep up with the with the physical side of what's happening in training? Because I'm not saying that they look tired, but when you're shipping two goals quite late on in both games as well, if that happens at half-time, if that's a goal back before half-time, that completely changes the whole complex of the game. So by then, it's like, oh, you know, oh, we conceded one hour, it's a bit late anyway. But right at the end, they could have scored. Again, yeah. they could have made it 3-2 yeah. if it weren't for a last-ditch defending from, from Vertonghen. But um, there's a lot of talk about the directness of Tottenham. And I don't think Tottenham fans will really care how the goals are coming. No, no. But it's not necessarily a Mourinho thing because I've watched a couple of bits and bobs from like two, three years ago, especially with Dele Alli. He loves a long ball being pinged over to him. He brings it down, either squares it or he scores from it. And that that's what happened with, with the first one. I think it was Alder Weireld who got the who got the first the first assist. Um a little touch off Son. I oh, don't no, Son who got the assist. Little touch off Son, Deli Ali bang one nil. And then Sanchez um also had a goal disallowed for handball, very similar situation to yeah. um what had happened before. Um Deli Ali, second goal, long ball again, but he pulled it down and very, very tidy finished, couple of touches, slotted it past the goalkeeper. And then Son got an assist. Another assist with uh, Sissoko at the far post. Perfect. Keep doing what you're doing. Mourinho used to be used to really good well, at shutting up shot. That's it, isn't it? It was like when Mourinho's size went in front, it was like, oh, that's it, game done. Yeah. Wasn't it? I'm sure Chelsea had that in, in his first season when he was at Chelsea, didn't they set the... They, and is it still standing? Yeah, the clean 11, sheet 11, yeah, I think It was like 11 conceded. hours or something yeah, without conceding could, a goal. I think they only conceded 11 goals or something throughout the whole yeah, season stu- or something, something like that. Stu- or 17 stu- goals or something like that. Ridiculous number. Yeah, it was ridiculous number. But, but, but well, this is where Mourinho yeah. is good though because he will understand that and identify this. Now, there was a couple of years ago, it was when, when he won the, t- the title last with Chelsea and on New Year's Day, they... Did they... I think they conceded. Uh, they, they, can you spit it out, Gav? Five <laughs> three, the game finished. But it was like five one, Chelsea versus Spurs. But they conceded all those goals, and he was like, uh, "Nope, we're not doing that." And after that, people were going, "Oh yeah, Mourinho, defensive manager." <laughs> no, because the following five games, he's they scored at least three goals in all of those games. There was one against Swansea or something where they slapped him like five nil. It's like, yeah. They are scoring goals still, but they're just being a bit more conservative and a bit more mindful at the back. Yeah. And that's what that's why I wanted him at Arsenal, but he weren't ever going to do that. So maybe it's a, more of a case of, they obviously they've still got the methods and the teachings of Pochettino in them. Yeah, it's a little disconnect and he's, there, and he, but yeah, it's going to come to, back. It will yeah. take a bit of time, yeah. but I think I think he will. I, I think they'll win the FA Cup or something this year. I think they'll, 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 they'll win. I think, I, think they, they, I think the Spurs are in a position here to win something more than they ever have been. And I know this sounds so crazy as someone who would consider taking Poch as their manager at Arsenal. But um, it, it was clear that there was something which didn't quite get them over the hump when he was their manager. Mm. Um, now, whether it's going to last very long is the next question, is it? Because, mm. I mean, is it going to is it going to be great for a couple of seasons and it's just going to crash and burn? We, which is which, what which typically is what, happens yeah, in with the Mourinho. Mourinho. Yeah, so... <laughs> watch this space basically I'm, so, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining either way oh yeah definitely I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that he's back in the Premier League I really am um, Harry Wilson scored a lovely free kick um, and he, well, he actually got a brace in the end from Dan Juma's cross um, which was the second one which was, uh, which was quite nice but yeah um, Bournemouth 
they weren't ever expecting to get a result out of it. But the fact that they were coming very close to doing it is a shock. Mm. But I think Tottenham will be fine. I do think that the top four, as it is, is going to remain. I, I, I really do. Liverpool are going to win the league. Who comes second? It will be a toss-up. Excuse me, a toss-up between Leicester, between um, Man City and Chelsea. I don't think those teams are going to drop as many points that is going to warrant another team getting into into that position. Or when when they drop points, it'll be the same time that Tottenham drop points as well. I, I can't I can't see anyone getting in there. Yeah, but it's it's. it's it's sort of nice. It's nice having Leicester back in 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 the mix. It's different, isn't it? It's just different. A few different few clubs. I mean, with with Arsenal and Man United struggling as they are, uh, Spurs' poor start to the season, a relative poor start anyway, mm. I should say, is is opened up a, an opportunity for some other clubs to have a bit of a shine there. So, your Sheffield United, mm-hmm. uh, Palace. Uh, and now Leicester as well taking advantage of that. It's good yeah, to see. It is. It really is. Even 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 Burnley were up there. You know mm. they were, they were actually started off the uh, the day in seventh place before their result came in. And if, if results went their way, they could have been as high as fifth going mm. into that. So who knows? Who knows? In terms of managers, so like the, we, we we've touched on each team uh, as as we've been going through and, and filling in the games. Arsenal, uh, Everton, Watford. West Ham, Southampton, they're the five teams that are that are struggling in terms of what's going to be happening to their to their next successor. What sort of managers should they be looking at and like where do you think that some of these teams should be focusing their direction? So all of the teams there apart from Arsenal should be I no, I, I in fact I, I'd lump Arsenal in with them. They should be looking at managers who would be looking at them as the next step up in their career rather oh, than... Oh, Manchester a, United. Yeah, well, and, yeah, 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 I mean, I, I've got a feeling Manchester United, unless it goes horribly wrong, then they're going to stick with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Um, but in terms of those five clubs, they should be looking at managers who want to take the next step up in their career rather mm-hmm. than somebody who thinks it is a sideward step. Whereas... Uh, whereas before, I believe that those clubs have probably hired managers who've just done it as a, oh, it's just a job. It's yeah. a sideward step. And it, the results are bearing out, which is why they need new managers there. Oh, no, West Ham don't need a new manager. Who is it else? You said Southampton as well. So that, yeah, there's like two managers that are on yeah. the precarious in, in terms of Watford, Arsenal and Everton, those certainly apply to those three clubs because yeah. Watford, they've just... They've just, just yeah, I yeah, swapped out managers. Yeah, two managers a, on, on a, in, in eighty nine days. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Um, so Watford should be looking from who's the best managers in the championship, mm. and we should be looking at those. Everton again, who are the best managers um, in the lower half of the Premier League table? I know they're in the lower half of the Premier League table, but Everton should be a top half club. Yeah. Um, so you'd be looking. So they've got a new stadium coming yeah, soon. There's a new stadium coming. They've got soon. a lot of money. So they should be looking at your Chrissy Wilder, your Graham Potter, mm. your um, even Eddie Howe. I mean, because if Eddie Howe has got any ambition about him, he should be looking to go on to the next step from Bournemouth. But and Everton, for me, would be the next step for but him. But the thing is, he left, he left Bournemouth and went to Burnley, did try to do the Burnley job, and claimed a lot of homesickness, and that's why he wanted to, mm. to go back. So could you see? Could you, like I thought that Eddie Howe might have been a successor to Potch. Like I thought Poch was going to go to Real Madrid and then the next person in would be Eddie Howe. That's what my mentality was. And obviously Tottenham haven't gone in that direction. They've gone, right, Mourinho. So 
I think if he does move on, he'll go to somewhere in in, in London. I think I, I don't think he would find it as as difficult home wise to do that. I can't see him going as far as Everton. Yeah, I, I can. I understand that, but I don't think the. I mean, who are the clubs in the, in 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 in? I mean, unless you're saying he could go to Palace, then because I don't think he will go to. I don't think Arsenal will employ him. I don't think Chelsea would employ yeah, him. Yeah, anyhow. Yeah, no, I don't I, think Spurs I, yeah. would employ him. I, I think I think Palace would be a sideways step. Exactly. Anyhow. Yeah. So. In terms in that, of progression, Everton is the right idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's where he should be looking at. And then, as, as the uh, problems surfaced when he went to Burnley, have they been resolved? Yeah. Or are they going to surface? Was there additional reason as yeah. to why it happened? Are yeah, they going to surface again when he goes to Everton? But th- that's where those clubs should be looking at. Oh yeah, obviously West Ham as well, obviously mm. in, the, in the Premier League. But again, I I don't think that is a step up from Bournemouth as it would be for Everton. Yeah. You know. Um, only and I'm saying this right, and I don't. I'm not trying to upset, upset West Ham fans. Everton have got, for me personally, they've got more pedigree, more history than West Ham have. Yeah, and they've got a better squad currently. Yeah, um, I mean, well, that's debatable. I mean, oh, I they're, think they're, so. they're they're, they're quite similar. Man, man for man, I think they have got a, a, a better squad than than West Ham. I think Everton, personally, yes, we take the mick out of them every week. Going, oh yeah, what are Everton? But they. They should be. The, yeah, but the reason why we say War Everton is because the way that they spend their money and what they should be, it shouldn't be where they are. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, 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 it's quite, it is frustrating. And I've got a, a few friends that are Everton fans, and I think they feel the same. And when Richardson did score at the weekend, and they were looking good and looking comfortable, looking very like, secure of themselves, I thought they started to believe a little bit. Oh, okay, maybe this is the way that we're going, but. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, um, so yeah. then, obviously, that leaves the last one of Arsenal. Now, you know my thoughts on Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They they need to be looking at the best young managers or potential managers in the game. And I have seen obviously reports saying that that's where they're going to focus on. But then again, I've also seen them saying that they they're casting their net as far as wide as twelve candidates apparently, oh, um, and they're going to narrow it down to four or five. Now, <laughs> they they should be now looking at. If they're looking at player who, who managers are going to think it's a step up, so the first one that comes to mind immediately would be Brendan Rodgers, okay? And why would he want to leave? Well, this is the, but uh, as as clear as his interview was yesterday, he was clear to say to everyone, "I've got a release clause in my contract." It was almost <laughs> as if he was like someone said to me at work today, and I thought this was quite funny, and I thought it was quite apt. He's like Brendan Rodgers is like your semi-attractive, but kind of ugly girl that you get at parties who's willing to put it out there that she's available and she would be pretty good for you if you took a chance on her but she seems like a bit too desperate for you for your liking right? <laughs> and i i thought that was quite funny but it, it, wow. from, <laughs> the results are there for leicester and he's doing well but as you say why would he leave leicester but again i i, I know at the current moment arsenal are in a bad moment but when you look at the face of it, Arsenal are very attractive. Yeah, exactly. They're a huge... It's just going to sound so wrong because it's coming from an Arsenal fan. But when you look at the face of it, Arsenal are a huge club. They've got a global presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got... I'd imagine that they... Well, their revenue puts them in the top 10 in the world. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I'd imagine our fan base is in the top 10 mm-hmm. in, in the world. We'll with, a third, with the third most successful club in, in England behind Liverpool and Man United. And it's not even that close. I know we've mm. got a little bit of a gap between us and them. But then between the gap between us and fourth is a huge gap. Yeah. Um, 
And we, we, we are quite a rich club as well. We've got good training facilities, though. The, the, the training facilities now at Spurs, or, or no, sorry, at Man City. And yeah, they're, other, right there. they're They've certainly overtaken Arsenal, but Arsenal's are still very good. We've got a good stadium, and you've got a... We've got London as well. We've got so you've got a natural advantage for players coming abroad who want to come and play for England. They think, well, where do I want to live? I want to live in London. Yeah. Who's the best clubs in London? Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever. Yeah. Right. So you've got that built in as well. So the same will be for a manager. So as well as Leicester are doing right now, he's clearly going to see Arsenal as a step up from Leicester. So and he's got Premier League experience. Yeah. I so, just, I just think I, I think he would be it, it, dumb it, it, to leave it, Leicester as they are right now. There's there's a chance that Liverpool might wobble and Leicester yes. have got some favourable fixtures coming up soon. So they they could be as close, who knows, like come, come New Year's New Year's Day, they could be two points behind Leicester. So, uh, okay, so, I mean, yeah. The streets I, clear ahead of the team in third. Oh, 100%. I, I agree with you 100% there, but do you not think that could be looking at a very short-termist view? Because it depends, it's, it depends it's, what Leicester's idea is, where, where they want to be, where they want to grow to, because they've, yeah, they've yeah, won a yeah. league in the last, in the last well, they won it in 2016, you know, they have played in the Champions League before, do they want that back? The players that they're sort of signing, Tielemans, there's no way that he should have been signing for, for Leicester, he should be going to Liverpool, United, Chelsea. I, I've got, a, fi- got, I've got, got, got a feeling he's, got he's to, gone to Leicester to kind of, because I think he kind of stagnated at Monaco a little bit, didn't he? Because I think well, the, the it, Monaco it was, manager didn't really fancy him, or was it Jardim at the time? Yeah, wasn't Jardim, really yeah. But, but he's kind of rebuilt his reputation, hasn't he, at Leicester. So, so use you, it. What's that? So, so use it. Use well, your yeah. reputation. But oh, um, James Madison, stay. You know, he's young. He could be an absolute club legend. If he, he could stays, be, you but know, you know that's not going to happen because it, the big clubs are just going to come in for them. But what if Leicester then become that big club? It can happen. Are the players at Leicester there because they want to be at Leicester or are they there because they see Leicester as the stepping stone to onto the Man City could have been that same one. When Man City first got the money, they were signing players like Joe, signing players like Roque Santa Cruz, you know, players like Alano. I did like Alano, don't get me wrong. But like, where, where did they go? You know, and then they came in, then they then they bought in players like Company, well, they bought in Company in 2008, mm. but they bought in like Company, they got Sergio Aguero, and, you know, like they, they, they turned into... A big club with yeah. a couple of signings. So it only is, takes is a that, couple is, of signings yeah, it, I, for Leicester to become a big club. To become that big club. But do Leicester have the funds that the Man City did to enable them to do Not that? Not necessarily, but they are very, very rich. They are very rich, okay? And it, 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 Leicester are at that... They are. They look like they could be on the verge of becoming that next step up, which City is. But I would just have to question whether the players who were there... And as I say, we mentioned Tillemans, uh, Madison... Indeed, he's the other one mm. as well that you can think of. Chilwell yeah. as well. Soyun Chu, the uh, centre-half. Yeah. Are they there because they want to be at Leicester and they can see themselves being there for four five years? Or are they there because they see it as, I'm going to get myself out there, I'm going to play well at Leicester because then it will earn me a big move to Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Let's, let, we, let, we, let's, let, let's see. Let's see. We've so, got a couple and, of years and, and, before and we the same, the same goes for Brendan Rodgers as well. So... Yeah, uh, he would be up, definitely up there for me as well. I know you don't like this, but I think definitely Mikel Arteta should be on that list as well. And uh, your boy uh, Julian Nagelsmann over from Leipzig. Oh, Again, that would be somebody who should be looking at as this being the next step up for him rather than going from Leipzig to Bayern Munich. It should be going from him 
uh, to Arsenal then to maybe to Bayern Munich. Uh, but yeah, that's no, definitely where Arsenal should be looking at. No, not no. your Benitez, not your no, Nuno Espirito Santo, no. not your no. uh, Raf, uh, not your um, uh, Allegri's. Because whoa, uh, I, uh, Allegri. Um, the Nagelsmann is actually only a day younger than me. And look <laughs> what he's doing, and there's me presenting two up top. Gav Mack, um, alongside Alex Osborne. That's what you've been watching today. Um, the podcast will be available. Um, if I'm honest, I did actually um, miss the beginning of that, um, of the podcast. So, um, but, um, but we'll try and sound it out with a little bit of music. But we'll be back next week. So, yeah, keep an eye on the page, at Tour Top Football, across all social media. Big thank you to Stalkers for letting you use, use your studio. Uh, big shout out to the mail coach, one of our sponsors, alongside... Mikhail Sports Bar and Grill. Oh, and before I go, Palermo won at the weekend. Thank you very much for good night.